like scary stories, if you like tasty beers, open up your mouth holes and open up your ears for... Going. Yeah, I put a little stank on it, a little vibrato for the, I, for I, the singsters. I liked it. I liked it. I felt as if I was opening an operatic performance. Yeah. That's what I like to do. Come listen to this opera. I if don't know a single one, opera. Phantom if, of the Opera with Bob. <laughs> You're like, come listen to this opera. Look, guys. We're nothing. Gonna, we're we got nothing. A performance of La Boheme. Hey, I'm a writer and I threw my manuscript into the into the oven because we're so cold and we're all gonna die what a miserable what show a wonderful what a wonderful story it's an awful Yay. show it's just miserable yeah <laughs> hey let's update it in the 1990s make it about aids call it rent yep yeah well that's pretty miserable too <laughs> yeah you know what life is misery but yeah i don't need wow, to be reminded we started real strong this week guys. you know what i'm so glad that you all tuned in to listen to us um here let hey, me guys, actually talk a... about our buttholes no <laughs> i know we had a delightful conversation off mic about buttholes we're not you didn't get to hear that you get you get death and dying and disease no you get death and dying and how sunnyvale well, california wants to use lasers to uh detract crows from hanging out in their downtown they want to shoot lasers at oh. crows yes because... no don't do that because the, the crows are going to figure out how to use the lasers and then you're going to be fucked them motherfuckers are smart yeah so i guess what's happening in sunnyvale is that there are just too many crows in the downtown area that their their shit gets everywhere okay on have people, we explored the concept on... that that these birds are not birds they are in fact government drones i mean they could be birds are according fake. to the mayor yes, of birds sunnyvale, are real the the noise that the crows make at nighttime compete ah! with the train because there's a caltrans ah! train that drives through town and they say the crows at night are as loud as the train so the the residents of sunnyvale have had enough i have had enough and so they're okay. going to propose lasers which the audubon society says please don't you can blind and kill them thank you and the city's like go fuck yourself i don't and the care. city's like that's our plan to blind and kill yeah, the crows. that's what we we're like, hoping oh so they work <laughs> Yeah, they're like, we're trying to have a little crow cost over here, crow-a-cost? and we don't care what they're, the outcome is. We don't care how much it them. fucks up the rest of the ecosystem. Now, if I can we just start to murder birds or flying creatures indiscriminately. Now, yeah. I can see what you wanted to talk about was crow murder, but have we considered talking about which type of toilet paper is going to best massage the beehole? <laughs> We can transition back if we don't want to talk about bird murder. Yeah, I mean, buttholes are always available to us. Now, what kind of... what? Kind of, it doesn't matter if I wanted to talk about it or not. What? Engineer Bob definitely does. What kind he definitely of does. toilet paper is going See? to best massage a crow yeah. beehole after it has shit all over I, Sunnyvale, California? Okay, first of all, crows don't have a beehole. They got the koika. Wait, wait, right? wait, 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 wait. I thought that was just a sex hole. Is it also the poo hole? I think it's the pee poo. I think it's pee poo cum I think hole. It's, it's a pee poo sex hole? Pee poo sex hole. I think it's a pee poo sex hole. Well, you know, Alton Brown pee-poo does love a hole. multitasker. <laughs> pee poo sex hole band name, I called it. Yeah, pee poo sex hole. Pee poo sex Pee poo sex hole. That's a good There is a very thing. small subreddit yeah. with a diligent following. 
they know I think a you'd be surprised at it. the size of this subreddit. <laughs> and the size of the Kowaka. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, he... He threw oh, his phone, and now he has to know I, I, if... He has to I Google if it's a pee-poo sex hole. If is it, it is a pee-poo pee sex hole or just a pee-poo hole or just a sex I think hole. it's... I assume it's a pee-poo sex hole because when chickens shit eggs out, it's the same hole because they get shit on them, and that's why... You should like, clean your eggs before you eat them. If you have mass-produced eggs, but if you buy... If you get farm-fresh eggs, you don't have to wash them, and they're safe on the counter because of all the poop all around them my the, god the poop saves uh, protective a, poop barrier it is a pee poo sex hole yeah <laughs> how do i know more about bird sex than you do i, I don't want to guess i actually and Jeer bob knows the most about bird sex that would have been my guess honestly i thought it was just a sex hole but no it's again it is a, it is a multi-purpose oh yeah hole. It, it it's a it's a cafe gymatorium like it is a gymatorium it really is <laughs> <laughs> it is a one-stop shop. I mean, it makes sense for all small. your bird peepoo sex. All your primal needs, peepoo sex. I mean, if you could take food up that way, it would really cover all the bases. The primal needs hole. Yes. <laughs> I used to work in marketing. You guys, oh my God. aren't you glad? Aren't you oh my glad God. you tuned in? Speaking of peepoo sex holes. <laughs> Hi! Hi! <laughs> Welcome to the Booze and Brews podcast. We're the podcast where we tell each other ghost stories. We drink thematically appropriate beer. And we strive to pee-poo and sex from one hole. One hole to rule them all. We're gonna we're going to I, mass if, produce pee-poo sex hole humans. This is what's if happen. we don't evolve towards that, I don't know what all of this has been for. What yeah. do you think lizard people are, my dudes? Reptoids. Like, right? Like fuck the internet. Fuck fuck, you know, cold fusion, everything that we've worked on as as a human race. Mm-hmm. If we don't evolve to a pee-poo sex hole. I don't know what the point of all of this was. <laughs> This is where the reptoids need to really show themselves, manifest themselves. Reptoids. Manifest yourself! And and come and talk to us about their Literally come. come. Literally. You need to do a lot more coming so that we evolve that way. Yes, coming into humans specifically. Coming into humans to make a chimera. People sex holes. Yeah, we need to make some sort of reptoid human chimera. Yeah. Boys, what I need you to do is take your penis, push it inside of your body, and then sew it to your b-hole. Fuck a bird. And then fuck a bird with it. Let me, it, post, Let me know po- how it goes. Post results. Wait, does that mean that birds are really into anal? I think they can only be into anal. <laughs> That's right? the only thing they're into. It's their only option. Yeah. They don't know any other way. God damn it. <laughs> Um, she's so seven minutes in. She's so disappointed in us. I what I love is that I managed to synthesize the pre-show conversation and the cold open well, into something that were... was very special for our <laughs> listeners. And we, I, I tried not even to do that, <laughs> but there's no stopping. And engineer nope. Bob was nope. hellbent on talking about butts, and now kawakas. <laughs> I would, part. I would argue that discussion of poop. And birds kind of feeds into our topic. A little bit, little bit, little bit, little bit. Yeah. So, so this week it's pee poo pool adjacent. It is because for for this week's episode, uh, our beer is Farm Girl. 
from Liftbridge Brewing Company in Stillwater, Minnesota. Nice. Did you just say Titbridge? Liftbridge? Oh, okay. You hear what you want to hear. I heard Titbridge. Titbridge. Bridge made of tits. I ventured across the barren wasteland of the of balls to the tit bridge. So <laughs> tit bridge. It's a good bridge. It's bumpy though. It's, it is a bit bumpy. It's bumpy. It's a lot it's of nipples. The nipples. The little nipples all over. All those nipples. But it's, nipple suspension bridge. But it Be is. Careful. It is soft. <laughs> so anyway, supple, supple, soft. And Occasionally, supple. it produces milk. A, Which is weird when you're driving. A bridge that is taut and nubile. <laughs> so anyway, farm girl. It's starting to sag in its old age. Yeah, well, you, that's where you have to like... A, a pendulous bridge. <laughs> yes. I knew you were going to use the word pendulous. A bridge that dangles to your lap. <laughs> oh, God. So anyway, farm girl. Yeah. We thought... All right, let's go. Low-hanging fruit. Haunted farms. Yeah, pendulous hanging fruit. fruit. Pendulous fruit. Pendulous fruit. So, yes. So, I I was... From the tit bridge. I took that to mean whatever that meant to me. Whatever that means to you. So so We were like haunted farms, haunted farmhouses, haunted farmland. I said, I'm going to do haunted girls because I would like to not do things right. Well, it's farm girls, so I would give you half credit. It's fine. And also, your show. Mm. Do what you want. It's my... Yeah, do what I want. So, I went kind of I do what I want. So, I went on land that I'm sure at one point was used for farming. Close enough. Um, And I'm going to tell you about the old Arnold estate, better known as the Conjuring House. Which we were surprised that we've never done before. To our knowledge, did we investigate deeply? No. I did. I went online. I looked at our website, boozeandbrewspodcast.com. And I did not see any of the keywords that I was like, Arnold, not there. Rhode Island. Nope. Conjuring. Yeah. All that. Conjuring. That's what I... That's what I do. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't there. And I was like, well, son of a bitch. Here we go. And as I was researching, I was like, yeah, none of this is ringing a bell. Yeah. So here we go. You did it. I, I maybe. Mm. TBD. Uh, if, if we have. Sorry, listeners. Um, I mean, if so, we have, it's on Patreon. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. In which case, I'm now sharing. Thanks for your money. Now I'm going to tell the rest no, of the No, you get a different version. Patreon listeners, very maybe different. maybe get two versions or maybe not. Maybe it's not on Patreon. Maybe, maybe we've just literally never talked about it. You know what? Let's just let's just talk about yeah. it now, you guys. Here we go. I bet that some of the jokes will be different. <laughs> maybe one or two. I don't know. The one repeat episode, we did I make some of the same jokes. I literally did the same story and made the same jokes at one point. So I was like... Glass house over here, babe. You want to do it, do it. Like, I fully support you. All right. So the European history of the Arnold estate, because it is in America, and let's be clear. God, so white people history. Yes. So the white person history of the Arnold estate, which is located in Harrisville, Rhode Island, can be traced back to the year of our Lord, 1680. Uh, Ooh. And the founding of the state of Rhode Island, or the colony at that point, I should say. Yeah. Um, a few decades prior, so in the 1630s, I would say, the future father of Rhode Island, a man named Roger Williams, great boring white man name, sure, uh, was booted from the Massachusetts Bay Colony for his uh, beliefs that there should be a clear separation of church and state. 
Good on you, buddy. Oh, nice. Oh, I know. All right. Okay. I thought you were going to be like, because he tried to fuck a bunch of natives and they were like, get no. out with the no, no, no. sex also, pest. He also uh, deemed <clears throat> that you should be free to practice whatever religion you want. And he said that we should have fair dealings with the native peoples. All right. So not an asshole. So this, so, was, this was a decent man. So a decent, not Especially asshole Especially of his era. A very decent man. Yeah. Um. It, I was shocked. So I dug a little deeper on Mr. Rogers, uh, on Mr. Rogers. You found Williams. his sex tape. Yep. I found oh, it. yeah. The- he peed on Kim Kardashian. <laughs> yeah. She likes it. She he had a it. He had a sex etching. <laughs> <laughs> his sex charcoal drawing. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. And it's just like his, he like traced his sweaty butt cheeks. And, and he like posted it, it to the board in the town square. <laughs> Yep. And became an instant celebrity. Yeah. Do you know what I just thought of? You know how they used to take death photography? Because yep. that's like how they would get pictures of people, especially like babies. Yeah. It's the only way they could get pictures of them is because it took dead. so long for the exposure. Do you think then dudes used to jack off to those pictures even though they were dead bodies? Oh, yeah. Of course. Weirdos. If, the, like, if they were hot babes, this 100%. was a hot babe, right? Like, let's say this guy's like, I really miss Martha, my dearest Martha. Oh, she had a and, supple and pair this, of breasts, and he jerked off all over that 100%. picture. Yeah, and the 100%. only photo he had of her was her death photo. Yeah, and he's like whacking it to his dead wife. Yep. Yeah, I think he can easily put it away. Be like, her eyes are open. He can at least tell himself that she's alive her in the picture. Are, her dead, dead eyes are open, but they're open, and he can at least <laughs> pretend. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, the final. So she's closing her eyes in a very turned on face, in a very sexual manner. Therefore, he can he can. That's why it's fine that I'm jerking off to my dead wife's photograph. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's like, oh, her dead, emotionless face. That's her turned on face. Yes, Mm because she hated you. Yes. Yeah, but it doesn't. That's what she looked like when we did it. I turned him on. I think so. (laughs) And hey, you know what? whatever man so and the final straw that broke the camel's back that caused roger's exile from the massachusetts bay colony was when he openly called king james a liar oh when what was he yes he said when james said that he was the first christian monarch to discover the land of america and uh roger was like i don't think that's right pal um, yeah also he, did you get on a boat king james i missed that part in history yeah where you discovered it yeah you didn't do anything um that and roger openly questioned to his credit the his charters that air quote purchased the uh oh. land from the native americans he was like, we we didn't pay them we just took this and they're like no 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 these charters say that we purchased uh, yeah, he was friends with a local tribe and they were like, no, no you just kind of took it. So anyway, he was very much like, if we're going to live here, we should pay these people for their land. Can you believe it? Shocking. Unbelievable. Shocking. What a so nice anyway, guy. Roger left and founded what is today Rhode Island. And when he left, he took a bunch of like-minded people with him, his followers. Um, and one of them being the Richardson family. Uh, as a thanks for being his ride or die, the Richardsons were deeded about a thousand acres of land in 1680. Okay, okay, we're back. Okay, we did it. There was we had a slight technical difficulty, so that's fine. We're back. We're back. Here we go. So what was happening was Roger was also questioning not his sexuality, friend. Okay. Oh, you preempted the joke. No, it's yeah, it's fine. The it's, tremendous jokes. It was. Oh, don't you worry. Joke. The jokes on my audio. I'm not letting that joke go. <laughs> you're all gonna get it 
no, so he was questioning the air quote purchase of the land um, from the native peoples. And so because of that, the people of the Massachusetts Bay Colony was like, you really need to get out. So he left. Um, Got it. They were like, we don't like you or brown people or fairness. Yeah, we, we as white Europeans think that we should just be able to do whatever we want and you need to agree with us. They and Roger's just, like, no, the, here's, let's be clear. They were white people. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And they are uh, uh, white. Be, being white comes with a certain baggage of just being better. Oh, so Jesus. they thought it the was a responsibility of being the superior race. Totally great deal to these poor Native Americans because it's like, well, they look. What, what, what was that line? There's that line from. Um, oh, never mind. I don't want to get into it. Look, people, this is a joke. I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> don't get worked I'm just hearing the song Savages from Pocahontas in my head right now. <laughs> No, I, w- I was thinking about that part in Blazing Saddles where they trade a bunch of land for those uh, st- oh, yeah. stick and ball toys or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. God. So, so, yeah, that was the fair purchase. They're like, we gave you yeah. toys and we took your land. Yeah. Um, no, so, anyway. I'm sure they gave them smallpox blankets. And the smallpox pox blankets. They're warm. So, anyway, Roger left and found So's the fever. What is... T- <laughs> Jesus. What is today Rhode Island? And when he left, he took his followers with him, his rides or dies. Um, and one of the ride or die families that went with Roger was the Richardson family. So as a thank you for coming along with him and supporting him, he deeded the Richardson family 1,000 acres of land. in That he did buy. That he got <clears throat> rightfully from the people that were already living there. Whatever his version of rightful was. Whatever it was, yeah. He at least didn't just go, okay, mine. Here, thank you. Okay. So nice anyway. land. How about a pickle for it? <laughs> I love pickles. The Richardson, Pickle? Right? Uh, that changes everything. Delicious. Uh, the Richardson family remained on the property for many, many, many moons um, until it was transferred to the Arnold family by marriage because, again, this is now in the 1700s. Women can't own property. No. Therefore, a Richardson woman married into the Arnold family, and now it is the Arnold estate. Got it. Got it. She can't have land. She's got a vagina. She has a vagina and tits. She can be a tit bridge, but that's about it. Uh, A tit bridge is not land. It is (laughs) a bridge. It is a bridge. It is an edifice. That's that's owned by a man. It is owned by a man. So the Arnolds built their house in 1736. Soft, soft bridge of tits. <laughs> built their house in 1736, and it still stands today. Um, over the years, that's an old ass house for America. That is an old ass house. It was built before the revolution. It was built before America. Yeah, made it pre America house. Made it through that war. Made it through the Civil War. I guess there was some big hurricane in 1938. Survived that because I guess a well. ship builder. Is the person that like built some property on the uh, on the or built a house on the land, and he built it like a boat so that it swayed with the wind and stuff. So his his smarts built the oh, house like a boat. Is it Biot house? It's a Biot house. Um. Anyway, so they uh, over the years it's gone through many hands, but the focus of my story is going to be on the Perone family, uh, who purchased Ava the Perone? house. Ava Perone, two two R's. The people of Argentina. Don't cry for me, Argentina. The they didn't cry for Argentina. They just the truth is I have a tit bridge. Who purchased the house and the surrounding <laughs> property in 1970? And thanks to their story, like I said, the house is now known as the Conjuring House. 
And that's the story. And that's the it. end. Thank you. And that's it. You did it. Hey, you know what? A bunch of scary stuff happened. Ta-da. So Go in- watch The Conjuring. Learn about the Warren family. <laughs> Bye. Bye. This episode brought to you by Amazon Video. Yeah. So in 1970, Carolyn Perone decided that she had enough of city living, traffic, neighbors, and chaos, and was dead set on living in the country with her husband and five daughters. While taking her daughter, Andrea, to a flute lesson, she grabbed a copy of the local newspaper, um, and in it was an advertising for a farmhouse. I was going to say, it said tuba players needed, and she threw the flute into the river. And said, you're learning tuba, You're a tuba player now, idiot. No. She She said, tuba life. Tuba oh, life. life, and then she got she got a tattoo. She got across her and tuba life. <laughs> tuba life, and then Andrea's got one on her on her gut, uh, a la Tupac. Um, anyway, so in it was an ad for a farmhouse, and mom called, set up a showing, and purchased the home in December of 1970. The family moved in in early 1971, and they had no idea what they were in for, and the only clue to what was about to happen was a warning that the previous owner had left, quote, leave the lights on at night. Oh. Welcome to the neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, sorry. That sounds spooky. Yeah. That is that is weird. I don't know if I, I don't know how I would react if I got that, leave the lights on at night, but cool, I'm going to burn this house down. Bye. I think it would be like, thanks, extrapolate. <laughs> yeah. yeah what, you- what does that mean? Could you have told me this? No, of course they're not going to tell me this before I buy the house because they don't want to live there anymore. Yeah. Because it's of like the those spoopies. for sale signs are like for house for sale, not haunted. Super duper not haunted. <laughs> Definitely not sale. haunted. Not haunted. <laughs> Promise. Fingies crossed. No skeletons. None. None. Uh, and according to daughter- Zero Native American burial grounds. <laughs> this was on property. Don't dig land. for a pool. You don't need that pool. No one needs Don't do it. Just get a kiddie pool. It's good enough. Yeah. Um, and according to daughter Andrea, the first night the family moved in, she saw a full body apparition. Um, it appeared to be a, just a dude standing watching them unpack. And she didn't think. Like, just she's, jerking it. Just yeah. Playing a tuba and jerking it. Yep. Mm. Uh, it appeared to, like I said, be just a guy standing in a corner. And a few minutes later, Andrea's sister saw him disappear. So this girl is like, oh, there's a guy in the house. Okay, do 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 do, and just like not paying any attention. Like, uh, there's a strange man in your house, and you're I just mean, like, maybe, okay. maybe mom was a whore, maybe, or she thought he was a mover. Maybe he was just one maybe. of the movers, but then he disappeared, so he's not a mover. Uh, over time, the family began to experience more and more activity. At first, things started out small. Mom would notice that the broom would just go missing. Or, oh no, where's my broom? Where's my broom? And uh, the, or it would uh, show up in another spot of the house where she did not leave it. It would just move on its own. Um, she'd also Is notice- Is it cleaning whilst moving? Because then I'm fine with it. I'm about to say, yes. So she would also notice that the, the small dirt piles would form in the kitchen, almost like the ghosts were brooming the kitchen space the for her. I'm cri- fine the with this. Were, right. Love this ghost. But here's the move problem. The, the ghosts were in. critiquing her housekeeping. Her housekeeping. Well, yeah, they they just put the dirt piles, but then they left them. I'm like, you can complete. Let me show you where the broom, the dustpan is, sir. Finish or the madam job. or madam. It it's takes actually quite a bit of energy. To I don't give a shit. If you're gonna, you better come to completion. That's to all manifest my ability to maybe it's grab a one armed ghost. What's that? Maybe it's a one armed ghost, so I can't yeah. do the broom and the dustpan at the same time. Maybe. All right, I'll <laughs> the, the dustpan. Dust I will give the ghost the benefit of the doubt. 
Um, the kids also started seeing apparitions. Um, one ghost who would visit their daughter, April, said that his name was Oliver Richardson. So he's an oh. old ghost going back to the Richardson family. Yeah. Um, another ghost would play or sorry, would push toy cars around while the girls were playing in their playroom together. And he would join in on the fun. Um, toy cars are fun. Toy cars are super fun. And I did see a video um, because the people who own this house lean into the, obviously it's the conjuring house. You would have house. to, you own the conjuring house. Right. Like, so they allow paranormal investigators to come. And there was one video, um, people had left little tiny toy cars in a playroom and on video yet, yeah, you can see them just, just moving on their own, having a good time. Little kid ghosts playing the, playing the shit out of those cars. Yeah. Um, another ghost that the kids called Manny would appear while they were playing this is a creepy ghost. This is a pervy ghost. He would stand in a corner and just watch them with like a wry grin on his face. And they called him Manny? Manny. They don't actually know his name. They just He's just a male Manny. nanny? He's a male nanny. Manny, he's watching him. The yeah. original, the OG Manny. Okay. Uh, but yeah, he would have this like crooked smile on his face and would just stand there and watch them. And But if you tried to make eye contact with him, he would then disappear. Oh, okay. So yeah, he's he's this creepy one that's just like jerking off in the corner watching kids keep play. playing with your dollies. Keep, keep playing. Keep playing. <laughs> um, other spirits would smell of flowers, or would tuck the kids in into bed at night. Very sweet, very harmless ghosts. Um, but soon things wouldn't be so harmless when the uh, activity was taken up a notch. Bam kind of shit okay this Bam. is very emerald-esque sort of thing um beds would start to levitate several inches off the floor uh the phone handset would lift off the receiver and slam down on its own the front door would open and slam itself shut with such force that the house would shake or wow. the doors would open and be frozen in place that no amount of pushing would get the doors to close so they would like either, it, like interior doors or it, like the front door like the front door we yeah, just, I wouldn't, like, like you want to open the bathroom door, be my whatever. Guest. I don't care. But like, uh, you, we need to be able to close the f exterior doors. It's in Rhode Island. It gets cold. Yeah. So, yeah. Not, Plus, I like Naked Tuesdays. Plus, Naked Tuesdays. But you're in the middle of the country. No, you don't really have any neighbors. You can yeah. be naked all you want, girl. It's more the right. cold that I would worry about here. I mean, I would argue I could be naked as much as I want wherever I want as long as I close the doors. True. No, there. That is your right of privacy, that courts have ruled on. No peeping, Tom. <laughs> courts, courts have ruled. Yeah, you in you cannot get in neighbor. You cannot get indecent exposure uh, charges if some your neighbor sees you nude. Anyway, as long as you're in your house. So uh, they also saw an orange that oozed blood. Maybe yeah, was maybe, it a blood orange? Oh. I mean, probably, <laughs> and they're just too stupid to realize that blood orange is... Joke's on you. It was a navel orange, and just belly buttons came out of it. Gross. Gross. <laughs> we started oozing belly buttons. That's really gross. That's actually more gross That's way it gross. I, if I saw that, I would probably just move and never come back. But a oozing orange, fine. I can ignore that. Yeah, oozing oranges, who cares? Oh, my God, whatever. Um, And sometimes the house would just smell of rotting flesh. Pipe. Yeah, like you do. Um, but there were spirits. That's called take out the garbage, idiot. <laughs> yeah. That's I like how everyone in a haunted house knows what rotting flesh smells like. Like, I would be like, I don't know, something smells rotten. No, it's rotting flesh because they're all serial killers who throw their people 
into the garbage and then just let them go a little too long yeah, before popping like, them in the trash can. I was like, how know what that smells like? I was like, I think this is why she's critiquing your housekeeping, idiot. Yeah, you have <laughs> you dead got, bodies in the garbage. Too many skeletons in this house. <laughs> Literally. And they just start to stink. So please remove them. Um, but there were spirits that would target mom and youngest daughter, Cindy, specifically. Um, Cindy was once dragged out of bed and down the stairs uh, one evening, just trying to get a good night's sleep. And a ghost said, no, you're coming with me. I don't like that. Down the stairs. I don't um, like that. A woman with a broken neck would often appear uh, and whisper, come to me, little girl. Oh, my God. This is very haunting of Hill House right now. Yeah. <laughs> would whisper, come to me, little girl. And uh, one voice would also torment Cindy by just whispering in her ear. So there's no ap- actual full body apparition. Now it's just a voice whispering uh, over and over. There are seven dead soldiers in the walls. There are. How very specific. Okay. Very specific. They never went into the walls. So they don't really I, know. I, I would get into those walls. Yeah. It's time, it's yeah. time to do a, the, get Mike Holmes. Take it down to the studs. Get these soldiers out of here. Just get the yeah. skelly well, bands out. Or, or it, it's funny. In instances like this, I always think about the ring. How they're like, oh, Samar, she's in the well, blah, blah, blah. And then she like goes and she removes the body. So the little girl is free. And then the little boy's like, you let her out. Yes. That's <laughs> a whole series of ring movies. So Hell maybe yeah. the soldiers should stay in the walls. Maybe. But I want to know where they were. Yeah. They're, yeah. So I could just ignore that. The original building code back in 1692 actually required the building code one one skeleton per Per every three studs. So technically, you can't have kids in here. (laughs) Look, I'm just saying, like insulation was expensive. They had these dead soldiers lying around. Just seems criminal not to use them. You get your building contract, and now do you want the spray foam or do you want the people, or do you want soldier corpses? Do you want dead soldiers? (laughs) I mean, the dead soldiers is half the price of the insulation. I'll take the corpses. All right. Half the price. I know. What a savings. Large savings. Um, And I guess the spirit also tried to drown poor Cindy in the bathtub. And that wrecked her so much that from the age of 14 on, she has never taken a bath since. She's a shower only girl. smelly girl. I was going to say, she's a stinky girl. She's a shower only girl. So she won't go in a bathtub and take a bath. But who takes baths? Really? I don't take baths. Do you take baths? I love baths? a bath. What? I love a bath. I love to sit in my own filth and wallow. <laughs> oh, God, it's the best. Just sit in a little bowl of hot Vanessa soup. <laughs> mm. yum, yum, yum. Don't make the noise. Yum, no. Yum, yum, There's a face yum, associated yum. with it. <laughs> Carolyn, the mom, would also have spirits attack her. Um, one day she felt a sharp pain on her leg, looked down and saw blood dripping down her leg from a small like pinprick hole. So just a little small hole and blood. Oh, classic. Yeah, yeah, just 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 showed up. Um, the entity uh, so often attributed to these attacks was a woman named Bathsheba Sherman. Bathsheba. Bathsheba. I mean, bath- is, my, is my guess. Based on the biattle. Yeah, well... I like Bathsheba. It sounds better. Ba- okay, let's go with Bathsheba. Whatever you Bathsheba, like. Bathsheba. It's a weird goddamn name. Butt shitter. Butt shitter Sherman, who was a neighbor of the Arnolds. So oh, how- that's old butt shitter. Yeah, old butt shitter. So how did yeah, they get looks like to? You got, looks like you got a butt shitter infestation. <laughs> Maybe that's why she attacked her in the bath. She was like, yo, 
they named this bath for me. This is my bath. This is my bath. I, you, I'm gonna kill you. So I, I am bath Sheba. It's my fucking bath. Yeah. My name's not fucking shower Sheba. Get out of my goddamn bathtub. Sheba. No. So the reason <clears throat> that this spirit is so often attributed to Bathsheba is because of Lorraine and Ed Warren, our good old friends. Yeah. In the Warren activity. You know them. You love them. You kind of believe them. You just don't believe them. So uh, Ed and Lorraine randomly. So the night before Halloween in 1973, Lorraine Warren just showed up at their house because they had no. heard from somebody. So somebody like a neighbor or a family friend reached out to the Warrens and said, our friends, the Perones, are having some issues. So Lorraine oh. just thought she would take it upon herself. She just, said, knock it and knock her. You got some ghosts. And mom, to her credit, I mean, the 1970s were weird, man, because she's like, yeah, sure, stranger. Come on into my house. Let me tell you what's going on. So Lorraine, who claimed to be um, some sort of psychic medium, she walked into the home and she walked to the kitchen. Uh, I feel like that's a good way to get a, into a very specific type of home. If someone yeah. knocked on my door and said, your host is notoriously haunted. I'm heard you having trouble with ghosts. Can I come in and check it out? I'm a psychic. It's COVID you, outside right now. So I would say no, but I would be tempted. I would think about it and be like, oh. I would be real tempted. So Lorraine walks into the home, does walk into the kitchen where we know there have been there has been activity. The brooms, mm-hmm. and, you know, the, the broom. Things. So she walks in, she places her hand on the old stove that's in the kitchen and says, um, I sense a malignant presence in this house. Her name is Bathsheba. Um, oh, Uh-oh. is that where Bathsheba came from? Yes. Bathsheba is a real person. You can really her gravestone still exists. I mean, with a name like Bathsheba, it's kind of easy to find. Um, so she was a real person and she has gotten a bad rap, according to Andrea Perone, the daughter who wrote the book that inspired the Conjuring movie that um, Bathsheba, the rumor was that she was a witch and who had made a deal with Satan and had sacrificed uh, numerous children to yeah, Satan. Yeah, and probably doing sex stuff. I'm sure. I mean, the the only thing they said was they she sacrificed an infant to get everlasting beauty and youth. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so, the reality, really happened. so the reality was she was a caretaker. And while she was taking care of a baby, the baby did die. There, It actually happened. There was an inquest. And she, and she was like, I don't want to let this good baby go away. So she ate it. No. Oh, yum, oh. yum, yum. She said, mm, devil, I made you a baby pie. <laughs> this is delicious. So the. I made you some baby cakes. Get out. No, stay here. I like these jokes. <laughs> these are good jokes. So anyway, the baby did die while she was in the care of Bathsheba at the farm. There was an inquest, but they found that she had done nothing wrong. But and this was like the rumor the mill seven, was strong. This was like the 1700s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, if this is witch talk, this is maybe maybe 1600s even. This is 1700s. She okay. could just be a so shitty like, nanny. I mean, you know, it doesn't need to die, be nefarious. Though. It or this is the time where there's just disease everywhere and like people wouldn't name their children until they were like a year old because yeah, they but, die all the time. Yeah, but they you, thought that like they were they were diseases because a ghost got in your blood. So it's like that doesn't still. So anyway, she, who let the ghosts into the, the baby's blood? The rumor mill kind of ruined her. This baby has ghosts. Let's give it a bunch of cocaine. <laughs> That'll fix it. If we can Let's get rid bleed. of the ghost blood. <laughs> 
Let's bleed the baby bleed with the leeches. Baby. Get and the ghosts out of its blood. And, and then fill it full of cocaine. I don't <laughs> know why this baby died. This baby that we've been bleeding the ghosts out of seems rather lethargic. Somebody <laughs> inject this baby with, with cocaine. cocaine. Yeah. cocaine. I'm, a, I'm a county doctor who's also a vet and I've never washed my hands. <laughs> Seems seems legit. <laughs> seems legit. So anyway, she, her reputation at this point ruined. Everybody thought she was a witch. She ended up living to the ripe old age of 93, though. Oh. And uh, yes, so she passed away. However, so Carolyn and Andrea do think there was a female spirit. It That was the malignant spirit was not Bathsheba. They actually think it was Mrs. John Arnold, one of the old ladies that lived in the house in like the 1700s. Okay. Um, maybe Bathsheba was trying to protect the baby maybe. from Mrs. Arnold. Maybe because Mrs. Arnold's kind of a bitch. So the story is that at the age of 93, after her husband died, um, she hanged herself. Local bitch's baby protected by ghosts. New <laughs> film at 11. I, I would watch that show. <laughs> so they thought. The room. The story was that Mrs. Arnold hanged herself in the farmhouse, um, and her body, after being discovered by one of the farmhands, was taken into the home, which would make sense because there was a lady with a crooked neck that would haunt oh, both yes, Carolyn. Yes, yes, I remember her. that would haunt both Carolyn and young Cindy. So they mm-hmm. think that the malevolent spirit was actually Mrs. Arnold. Um, who's just an old lady bitch she's an old lady bitch so whoever the spirit uh, was a seance run by Lorraine um, to contact these spirits almost killed according to Andrea the daughter almost killed Carolyn one evening uh, because Mrs. Warren not a person that should be running seances no no completely unprepared for that so during the seance Carolyn became possessed and started speaking in tongues her chair levitated and she was thrown across the room um, she curled up into a ball and was screaming and writhing in pain. Uh, but eventually, I mean, if, if I was on a chair that was thrown across the room, I would also curl up into a ball and scream in pain. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Um, but she was so these still trapped for me. Um, so eventually, Carolyn came to. Thankfully, remembered nothing about what happened. And Carolyn's the mom, the right? The mom, yes. Okay. And so Roger, the dad, kicked the Warrens out of the house and said, don't ever come back. Uh, the Warrens would return at least five other times when Roger wasn't home. Because, oh, yeah, because Carolyn was like, yes, you people can come in and help me. No, the Warrens did not help. But and he, I mean, and, and the husband was like, why do you keep letting these weird psychic murderers into our fucking house? Yeah. And Carolyn's like, well, I don't know, ghosts. Um. So anyway, the the activity though to the Warrens' credit, after this incident with Carolyn, the activity in the house did slow. Um, the family did live there until 1980, so they spent a good nine years in this house. Yeah. Um, they moved to Georgia in 1980, and it was in the 2000s, I think, that daughter Andrea decided she was going to write a book about their experiences, um, which you know, had some effect on, you know, the movie, The Conjuring, which is set in the house. However, her book is actually not credited as being anything related to the film. It was Ed and Lorraine's uh, notes that actually. Well, a lot of those, the whole Conjuring universe Mm -hmm. is big, big creative steps. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And Andrea, the daughter's like, yes, the seance scene in that movie is nothing like what happened. Like my mother was not like 
attacked and like scratched and you know gored yeah. and stuff like I mean, that. I mean to be fair they're trying to make a good movie yes. a good franchise of movies and they did. Yes. Those movies are good and scary. Yes. yes. So the daughter They can't Andrea, let a little thing like the truth get in the way of that. Right? So anyway the house um, is like I said it's still standing. If you have 1.2 million dollars it is on the market right now. Oh my god it's for sale. It is for sale. The Oh my god guys owners, we need we need a lot of you, a lot of a you, lot thousands of you. of you to get Demundies. Yes. Mhm. And then we will buy this house. So we'll buy this house and then we'll have a retreat there and if you've gotten Demundies you can come. Yes. But we won't pay for you to come. You have to get yourself there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to like get yourself there and like feed yourself and stuff. But we'll let you sleep with the ghosts. We'll give you like sniggy snacks. Maybe. Like we'll have like two Snickers bars. And like some goldfish crackers. And you can fight over it for our amusement. Yeah. We'll get get, like a keg of Bud Light or something. Okay. Settle down. (laughs) Hold on. So anyway, um, the the owners that are selling it now, they used to... um, they would rent it out for a lot of paranormal investigators. They yeah, lean heavily into it. People investigate there all the time. Um, I think it was in 2020. They started like for 125 bucks a night. They won't give you a, they'll give you a bed, but that's about it. And you can spend the night there and try to like bed. No blankets. Get scared. Wait, for 125 bucks seems cheap. It's because they're doing it for like eight people a night, right? The one article I read, it was for a woman and her sister. They were the only two people in that house. Because I was like 125, like as an Airbnb, that feels very cheap. Yeah, you know? no, for sure. I mean, so I don't know what's going to happen once a new person purchases the home. We could open it up for. There we go. We better buy it. Activity. Yeah, buy it. So anyway, that is the story of the Conjuring House. That was a creepy story. What what once was farmland, haunted farms, you got it. Haunted Check. farms, done. Woo. Ta-da. All right. Well, hang out for a second, I'll yell at you. We'll get we'll get even more great farm stories. Stick around. Hello everyone, it's me, Dr. Nathan Alcock, old timey medical doctor. And I'm here to bleed the ghosts out of your baby's blood and give you cocaine. Hey, you should go on reviews for iTunes and tell everybody how great they are. And you can do that with cocaine in you. You should also go to patreon.com slash booze and brews where they have audio episodes, video episodes, and show sketches done by the very talented engineer Bob. And you can get them undies so they can buy a magical house full of ghosts. Speaking of ghosts, talk to them on the internet. <laughs> go, go to Twitter at Booze and Brews. Facebook at Booze and Brews. And uh, Instagram. Instagram. Booze Instagram. and Brews podcast. Back to the show. <laughs> All right, guys. Here we go. Here we go. Here is a first, I think, on the Booze and Brews podcast in that I understood the assignment more than podcast mom did. Oh, man. I refuse to believe it. I refuse I to believe it. actually picked a haunted farm. I'm proud of you, Vanessa. I'm proud well, of you. Well, to be fair, they call it a ranch. That's farm-esque. Like, it's, but a, I was it's like, a ranch for cows. Sure. But, but it's a farm it, for cows. He, he didn't have livestock. He farmed. So I, I don't... Maybe that's a West thing? Maybe. Maybe think, it was zoned for cows and he just chose yeah. not to... Uh, Ran- this ranches. isn't zoned for alfalfa. Yeah. <laughs> and, and almonds. Yeah, okay. so I don't know. When you think of ranch, you think of like cow cows. Yeah, I, I think it's specifically like big cow farm stuff. Big Spe- cow. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you about the sandstone ranch. Ooh, okay. Which sandstone is actually a farm. Ranch. So, so, sandstone ranch slash farm slash yeah yeah. They misunderstood the assignment when they called it a ranch. Right, right. That's um, that's false advertising. That's on assume. Mr. Sandstone. 
Yeah. That's not true. That's not the family name. We're going to get to it. Oh, okay. So the Sandstone Ranch is in Longmont, Colorado. Oh, okay. So Longmont is, um, it's in the northern part of Colorado. It's like 30 miles north of Denver. It's basically, it's pretty much a, a, seems like a suburb of Boulder. Okay. Okay. So, so it's like, it's. It's the 14th largest city in Colorado. Wow. Um, in the 2020 census, it had around 100,000 people in it. But it's, it's just a small mountain town. But it is close to all the bigger mountain towns. Right. Great. Out there. Um, so it, the the city of Longmont was estimated in 1871. Okay. When a builder from Boulder said, we're going to make a planned community out here. And they built a square mile of like stores and a post office. And they're like, now you're town. a town. Congratulations, town. Congratulations, you're a town. We'll pay so paradise bef- and put up a parking lot. What a bunch of dicks. <laughs> uh, but before then, uh, a gentleman by the name of Morse Coffin. No. No. Came to town. Morse Coffin? Morse, Co- Morse Coffin. That is the greatest name ever. Yeah, I was like, did they invent the coffin? Like, is this the coffin? The fa- coffin they family? are the coffin family. I don't know. It's just oh, their name. That's a great name. All right. Yeah. All right. So Mr. Morse is, he's originally from Illinois's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he grew up on a farm. His father had a farm. He's the oldest son. So he learned all about his farm and ways mm-hmm. in the Midwest. Right. I mean, that is really all there is to do out here. In Illinois's. Yeah. Um, so he, by the time he was 21, because he's the oldest son, he's running his father's farm. So he completely understands what it takes to run a farm. Mm-hmm. But he's 21 years old. And he's like, this is a great big world out there for me. I gotta go explore. I gotta yeah, spread more, my seed. Yeah, Morse Coffin needs to sow some wild oats. <laughs> <laughs> Those are a lot of oats that Mr. Coffin's got. Morse I assume it's Morse. It, it is now. It's, it is now. It's Morse like Morse code. So yeah, it's yeah, it's one hundred percent Morse coffin. It's Morse. It's Morse coffin. So Mr. Morse coffin moved. Uh, he first went through the area in like nineteen uh, in nineteen in eighteen fifty eight. Okay. Okay. He went through and he settled a little bit further west because he it was I don't know he was hunting gold. Ooh, all right, all right. Yeah, so he was trying to be part of the gold rush and like make his fortune in gold. And he quickly learned, I'm shit at finding gold. I'm much better at farming. I am excellent at farming. So he did a little U-turn. Okay, okay. He came back to what will in 20 years be uh, Longmont. Okay. uh, And he buys some farmland. He's like, I'm going to set up a farm because I know how to farm. And obviously it's Colorado. It's beautiful. They have all this amazing soil. Yep. Great for farming. Totally. Yes. So he originally buys 160 acres right along a river, which seems very expensive, but it like that's a modest farmstead of the time. All right. Okay. Yeah. Way more acres Uh, than I've ever had. He sets it up. He starts growing wheat, oats, and sugar beets. So, of course, in my head, he's Dwight Schrute. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. Michael Beats Boulder Uh so then he makes such a good run of it on his hundred and sixty acres that within the next like year or two he buys another two hundred acres. Oh shoot. Okay. So nice. he doubles the size of his farm pretty quickly. Because mm-hmm. he's a real good farm boy. He knows all about dirt. He's he the farmingest boy on this side of the Mississippi. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's a real good. And he said, you know what I need? What? I need more farm boys. So he oh. sends a, a nut back home. And then his brothers, George and Reuben Coffin. Great. <laughs> Reuben Coffin. The uh, Coffin Brothers him. is making their way out west. <laughs> I would li- yeah. I would work at the Coffin Ranch. Yeah, Honestly, the co- it, so it's called the Sandstone Ranch because uh, a lot of this land he starts to acquire more Ranch and more is land. Too spooky, yeah, maybe as it as it like it, and it, they have these huge uh, sandstone cliffs that yeah. sort of surround the area. They eventually build a, a rock quarry to quarry the sandstone, so that's why it's called the Sandstone Ranch. But Fine. the Coffin Ranch would have been a much cooler name, infinitely better. I think yes. they could, they would never be want for farmhands. Yeah, on this, we yes. can all agree. Uh, so they build like a little ranch house mm-hmm. and then they start calling it the Sandstone Ranch. Not farm. Even though it's not a ranch, it's a farm. Look, they're just trying to make themselves fancier than what they are because they realize they're fibs and they I, just need see, to be I fancy. Think, I wonder if like in Colorado, they're just like, nah, dude, it's a ranch. Maybe they're just excited about cows. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe they wishful they're thing. aspiring Maybe was, to a, a yeah. ranch. Yeah, maybe it was a little like dress for the job you want, not right. the job you have. They had right. ranch aspirations. Yep. And ranch aspirations. Ranch aspirations. Like, Jesus. I feel like Hidden Valley definitely is called something a ranch aspiration. Oh, I'm, I get, you know what? If they don't call us Hidden Valley, we got, <laughs> we got some marketing ideas for you. Um, so then by the 1880s, uh, so, like, he's been here about 20 years at this point. Uh, he has expanded the the ranch to huge, huge amounts. He has thousands of acres at this point. Wow. Um, and he starts to quarry a lot of sandstone because he's going to build a, a much larger house up along the sandstone cliffs. Has a lovely view of all his acreage. Yeah. It's very beautiful. Can lord Inserts, over his domain. Yes. Yeah. Insert some clips of the television show Yellowstone. This okay. is this That's is what, what he, this is. Uh, be- beautiful. Yes. beautiful. I love it. Yes. And at some point he started building this house because at some point he took another little trip back to Illinois's to pick up his childhood sweetheart. Oh, she waited for him and then he was a big successful rancher. And so he goes back to pick up and marry uh, a woman named Julia Dunbar. Oh, OK. Uh, he brings her back. They live in this big house together. They live fairly happily. They do a bunch of great things for the town. Uh, they eventually have five children. OK. Uh, the so coffin he, children. And the, yeah, the, yes, it's the coffin children. Coffin kids. Cacophony of coffins. And at some at some point, her sister comes to live with them Sexy. as well. Sexy. Her name is um, Edda Dunbar Kelso. So the sister was at one point married, but isn't anymore. Oh, doesn't have her own children. There's not a lot known about Edda. Why Edda came. Mm-hmm. What happened in Edda's past? Right. Ooh. Nobody knows. Mysterious past. A dark, mysterious I past. I love it. Very mysterious. Um, so the the family lives there until they start to pass on and, and leave the farm ranch to yeah. the next generation. So Morse Coffin Junior. Uh, dies in 1913. Okay. He was like 80, 90 years old. He lived a long time. Yeah, he well, did. You know what? You That's look- that ranch in life. Real good for the yeah. bones. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yes, being a rancher known to have a long life expectancy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Julia dies about 10 years later. Okay. Uh, it passes along to their sons and then their sons, and it stays in the Coffin family for over 100 years. Dang. Beautiful. Yes. So then Story in 19- tradition. 
Yeah. So in 1981, it's bought by the Bigelow family. Oh, that's a cool I, name. I don't know if these are the Bigelow tea people. I assume they are. Well, they have to be now because coast tea people. There are no other Bigelows in this world. There can yes. only be tea people. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So the tea people buy it from the coffin people. Nice. Um, and they are, they buy all of it, all the land, all the whatever. And they uh, start to work on renovating and preserving the house back to how it originally looked in the 1880s. Uh, they work with- As long uh, like as 50 years ago. <laughs> no, this is the 1980s when they did this. It was 100 years ago. Okay. Oh, incredible. Yes. So they start to put it back. Uh, they do such a great job. They get the house listed on the National Registry of Historic Places. Oh, very good. Yeah. The National um, Registry of Old Shit. Love it. Yes. Yes. The, the National List of Old Shit. That's my favorite list. Um, and then they sold the house and some of the land to the city. Oh, okay. So didn't give it to the city. No, they no. sold Fuck it that. to the sold city. It. You buy it off of me. I had to restore it. You pay for it. These are businessmen yes. doing business. Mm-hmm. Yes. These tea people. Man, this is good tea people. Uh, business. So they they turned the part of the land that was given to them into like a, a, a rather large park. There's like, there's a skate park there now. Hell and yeah. Like an amusement like center for kids and families. You can rent bungalow. Like it's a, it's is a there big a bounce city house? park. Are there bounce yes. houses? Are I'm there sure trampolines? I'm sure you could rent one. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, they have forms online if you want to rent one of the little structures. Oh, okay. Um, and I but do. So they, We're on bounce What's so, the URL? So in part of that, they, they also donated that the house, the original ranch house. Um, and the city converts it into like a visitor center slash nature center. Oh, okay. Right. Cute. Um, but and then and they start to like build it out also as a museum to the Coffin family. Mm, okay. Because the coffins did a lot for the area. Yeah. Um, some it got very legalese in all of these explanations. They did something about water rights. Okay, okay. And it was very big and important what they did about water rights for the sure. area. Yep, which makes sense in a farm. Yes, people are pumped about these water, water these rights. water stories. Yes. So then water the, has memory too. And the Bigelow rights. family sold the rest of the land, the thousands of acres of land, to a developer. Oh, in 2006. Oh, this sounds yeah. And this is where this is where it starts to really be like an episode of Yellowstone. Uh, So they sold to this developer, and the developer is going to carve out a hundred to 150 of these little like mini ranches that basically will serve no purpose except vacation homes, and and like it lets people have a dream of the American West. Okay, it lets them buy like a slice of nature, but what it's really doing is ruining this huge chunk of nature that has been preserved because it's all been in one family. Yep, sounds about right. America, they are gonna pave paradise and and put up second homes. Um. And the city was upset because the city wanted to buy that land to expand the park yeah. and keep it as a nature preserve because it connects to other big nature preserves. Okay. But it was it was so expensive. They were like, we can't do it. It's just developer bought it. And they start to like lay foundations for these homes. But it's 2006. So then in 2008, the housing bubble burst. I recall. Oh, no. Oh, boy. The developer duty. goes the developer goes belly up and is like, we're going to sell this for basically pennies on the dollar. We're going to sell all of this land for $27 million. Wow. And the city's like, oh, we wish. Like, we have do not have $27 million. Oh. So no one bought it. They stuck around for 10 more years and they were like, fine, we'll sell it to you for $18 million. And the city was like, okay, we're going to we're gonna start 
a new part of the like basically the state lottery and use all the money made from that to buy this fucking land. Wow. Okay. Which they're right. which they're able to do because of the land rights of this land, the water rights of this land, because you're allowed to use lottery money for water. Okay. All right. You know what? Do they got there. Weird- you know what? They, yeah. they they figured out some fancy. We're getting legal into wrangling. some real deep civic shit, and I'm really yes. excited about it. <laughs> I got a hard yes. on for civics. Yes. So so they they bought all this land. They bought. Did I write down how much it was? Oh, it's a lot. A million, they bought a acres. lot of land in 2017. Oh, so like fairly recently, they're yeah. able to purchase this land. Um, and they they're like they have to go through it because there's a lot of like. Native American sites that like have just been there because the land's never really been used. Mm-hmm. Um, like parts of it were farmland, obviously, but parts of it are just natural land that hasn't really been touched. Oh, okay. So they're so they're trying to go through and like find all the like points of historical significance, points where it's safe for people to be, points where it's not safe for people to be, but where they can open it up and make it public lands. Okay. okay. Oh, here we go. It's two thousand and thirty-eight acres. Oh, wow. That's yes, I literally big, have. I have no idea how big that is. I could, I could not big. even begin to tell you how it sounds big. It's big. That's how. Like how big is? You Google how big is Central Park? Mm. Very large. Big. I, th- I think it's bigger than that. I don't know. I I don't know yeah, why see, I'm guessing. No, nobody like how big, nobody knows. I don't know why I'm guessing. I have. That's a thing that I can equate. Like Griffith Park is hugely bigger than Central Park. Yes. Um, anyway, oh, well, I only have acres. it in miles. Sorry, can't help you there. Oh. Shit. All right. Well, hey, listeners, Google it if you yeah. want to know. Yeah, tell me. Hey, do you need some uh, context? Oh, here we go. Uh, Central Park is only eight hundred and forty-three acres. Okay, so it's like four twice times as large as Central Park. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, we yes. got there, kids. So, we got there. Pretty big. We got there. So they're going. They're going through this land and like figuring out what they're where they're going to open it up. They decide to open up all of it in November of 2020. Oh come on! This, no, this so they can't get a break. We're, we're in a pandemic now. Everyone can go outside and use all this wonderful natural land that I they've suppose. preserved for the people, as opposed to building them into shitty little homes. I mean, that's better, but still, you should have just stayed inside. People just stay six. Stay two meters apart. No speaking moistly. No speaking moistly. Yeah, don't speak moistly. These are um, quality pandemic jokes call back <laughs> to olden times. So because of they're able to get this huge uh, land donation, and now they call the whole thing the Sandstone Ranch. So all of this is lab, like the Sandstone Ranch Preserve. Okay. Um, so they start to turn, they turned that like nature center, visitor center is now more a museum about the Coffin family. Okay. Because uh, they're very appreciative to them because all the shit they did with the water rights is basically how they were able to buy it for the city. Right. Um, People crave this so, coffin family content. Yes. I so, do. so they open this museum up and they start to move like uh, relics of the coffin family in. And there's like a history of the coffin family is in this museum and it's in their old home. And as they start to do this, they start to convert it less nature center, more museum. Okay. They're like they the Rockefellers to- of fake ranch people. Yes. The, the coffins yeah. yes yeah the coffins they start to realize that this house is the coffin ha- fillers sorry oh haunted house yeah. of course the coffin house is haunted of course i refuse to believe it <laughs> so as they open it up they realize like they start to have some very basic ghosty stuff starts happening so they'll get it starts with cold spots and then it starts to be like entire rooms will just go like icy cold for no reason oh 
Um, like uh, their the lights switch off and on when no one's in the room. Mm-hmm. Like electronics will turn themselves off in a room when they should be on, or vice versa. Yeah. Basic ghosty stuff. Super basic. But bitch. it just turned yes. out to be the energy saver setting, so it wasn't that spooky <laughs> after all. <laughs> they Don't put the it. lights on a timer. <laughs> it was a clap on, clap off. It was yeah. weird. Um, but so and then they start to realize as the like docents of this museum part of closing up is like they lock all of the doors all the bedroom doors so that if anyone gets into the house they can't get into the individual rooms okay so they lock all these doors and they start to realize when they come back in the morning uh sometimes one of these doors specifically to one of these rooms the door will be unlocked and then it starts to be unlocked and like widely open all right and then it starts to be unlocked and open in a way that like you could tell someone like slammed that door open like there's shit around it that's fallen off shelves oh. and then it was unlocked and open and then it was off the hinges and then it was and, it was, yeah. and then they knocked and then the, the door down. was gone and now the door's a ghost and then the whole house and then the ghost. house had gone completely open concept yeah destroying the historical concept. nature and someone turned the door into a coffin. <laughs> and then the whole house is a coffin. Everybody yeah, inside so, is dead. And they're like, it's so weird because it's like one of the bedrooms, but it's not one of the like bigger bedrooms. It's not the it's not the primary. So we're right. calling them now. It's not the primary bedroom. Like it's just one of the random bedrooms in the house that this keeps it's not happening. Not even to. a cool and, bedroom. So it happens to other rooms as well. But it's it's more often than not this one specific room. Okay. Um, and then by chance, I'm sorry, they're giving the, it. It's not even a cool bedroom, really, got me. It's for not even reason. a cool I bedroom. Know, I don't know why I think it's so funny. It's not. It's like a secondary tertiary bedroom. It's not even that cool. It's not even a cool bedroom. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um. So then there's, uh, they're giving a tour of the house because it's a museum now. And a woman on the tour is like, suddenly she's walking by this room. She's suddenly like completely overcome. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I never do this, but I am a psychic and there is uh, there is a female spirit in this room and she is, quote, desperately unhappy. Oh, oh, oh boy. No. OK, well, yeah, um, the door slamming. Nobody yeah. puts baby in a corner or in that Nobody shitty puts bedroom. baby in a corner. So they're like, that's so weird. We have like little ghosts. We never put it together that this was like a haunting. And they're like, yes, this is definitely a spirit. It's centered on this room. It's a female. It's like she's like a young, a young woman, not a girl, but like a younger woman. And she is she's not mad. She's just disappointed. Really <laughs> unhappy. Oh, OK. Ah, OK. I'm not upset. I'm just disappointed. Um, so, so then the, the museum brings in the Boulder County Paranormal Research Society. Hell yeah, they do. Tight. Uh, and, and to, to do an own overnight investigation, they're going to stay in this house overnight. And they also like invite some other people. I assume they sell tickets and it's a fundraising thing is my assumption. Because at the end of the night, the, uh, Boulder County Paranormal Research Society says, uh, we got a lot of evidence, uh, but, (laughs) but, uh, all of the findings have been tainted by the, uh, un- untrained individuals that were in the house oh oh no oh no so they say their findings are quote contaminated sure the fact there's other people in this fucking house (laughs) we debunked it as losers also in the house as losers and dorks this is like the most uppity research society they're like these plebes have contaminated our ghost ruined it for us 
Um, so they're like, okay. But so then they start to bring in other psychics and like open it up to ghost hunts and stuff to see, Mm -hmm. to try and figure out what the haunting is. Now, they've only been able to do this since 2014. Oh. So this hasn't been going on that long. The very first time they started noticing things was 2014. I think the psychic who met the desperately unhappy woman was like 2017 or something. Okay. So it hasn't been going on that long. Um, And so the more people they bring in, the more they're like, yes. This house is haunted. It is haunted by one specific woman. And like by compiling information, they've discovered they're pretty sure that it's Edda. Oh, the sister? The mystery sister. They start to like, so they start to figure out, they figure out that's her bedroom. Oh, okay. She wanted a nicer bedroom in life. (laughs) And like, and she's desperately unhappy. She desperately wanted the cool bedroom. (laughs) Yeah. And like, she lived there for a very long time. So the fact that she is in her ghost form appearing as a younger woman, probably the age she was when she came to the house. Yeah. I wonder if like she had a a failed marriage or her husband died or like something happened and she came to this place, was deeply unhappy. And just stayed that way. And now her ghost is fucking stuck there. So they're continuing to do research because they, because it's such a well-known family, there is a lot of documentation about them. There's pretty much nothing about Etta. So all of this stuff they're finding out is through ghost interaction. They're like putting Etta's story together based on ghost research. Oh my goodness. That's kind of cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so, and this is a, they, they really have started to delve into it uh, in, in 2020 and 2021 is when they really started to be like, why not? We're going to figure out why Etta is here. Yeah. I would so love this to is know. like a developing story. I love it. Oh, so it will continue over time. So you, so yeah. you, we don't know yet. We don't have. I the don't full know complete we, story. Yes, we have. We have recently, within the last five years, discovered that it is Edda. Yeah, we, but that's like all we know. But that, uh, and, and we know that that was her room, and we know that that's about the age that she came there, and they're able to like back all of this up with references, right? But th- and so they're they're still finding more things out, <sighs> and like you can book. There's lots of people that are yeah. like booking out ghost tours to this site mm-hmm. okay. um so you could definitely go and check it out oh i love it yes so this visitor center slash museum slash nature center that is the sandstone ranch house yes um it's it's still this open. this peepoo sex hole this yes this peepoo sex hole of a haunted house uh seems to still be open they're like call for reservation special mm-hmm. i covid who knows right yeah um, but yeah, it is still open. You can go. And uh, if you're interested, they seasonally have special offerings that include from their website, I quote, apple pimp, apple, apple, apple pimping. pimping, apple pimping. <laughs> Look, you can. I'm going to carve holes in these apples and you can fuck them for a price. <laughs> apple, oh, my God. Apple pimping, apple picking, pumpkin picking and other pumpkin related activities. Pumpkin fucking. Pumpkin, pum- pumpkin fucking. Pumpkin there fucking. There we go, baby. Apple picking, pumpkin picking, and other pumpkin related See, activities. What other pumpkin related activities are there? Pumpkin fucking. Oh, they do that thing where they I, sh- where they shoot no, them out of those cannons. No, no pumpkin chunking or whatever the fuck it was called. There was a yeah, TV was show. Yeah, very popular. It's pumpkin fucking. It's pumpkin fucking. That's yeah, what it is. It's pumpkin <laughs> pumping is what it is. <laughs> pumping into that pumpkin. Uh, Constantly pump. fucking pumpkin. Uh, so uh. if you go in the fall, in the autumnal season, yeah. uh, they'll probably do some sort of Halloween ghost tour. And I assume you can fuck a pumpkin. Oh, my God. And pimp out an apple. 
<laughs> you can pimp out it, pimp out an apple, fuck a pumpkin, pumpkin fuck a pumpkin. Ranch. Need a ghost. TM. This place sounds amazing. Yeah, well, uh, look, whatever yeah. you want to fuck, they got you. They if got it, you. If it is gourd related, yeah. If it is fruit related, they're gonna yeah. let you fuck it. They're gonna let you. If, fuck if it. it is some sort of harvest that is autumnally themed, yep. you can fuck it. There's a cornucopia of shit you can fuck. Fuck a cornucopia at the Sandstone Ranch. The sandstone Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck a copia. Anyway, that is the story, the developing story of the Sandstone Ranch and what is the desperately unhappy ghost of Edda. Goddamn, oh, you know, I'm telling you right Edda. now, what I what I super duper want is like for this podcast to check in every couple months to see if they figured out any other fucking shit about this Edda lady because like I'm super invested in this story now. Yeah. yeah. They they're so they closed down a lot of the ghost hunting because it was groups and covid yeah. so they stopped allowing that yeah sure that makes they sense they started allowing it again but it seems like as if they have stopped again there's like no current of ticketed events where you can do it right but and a lot of these are like we've discovered a bunch of new information but like they're not going to tell me unless i buy the ticket to go to their event you know fuckers just tell me just tell yeah. me just give me the information yeah. you fucks yeah i i don't have 30 I, look i give you 35 dollars, but i don't live in fucking colorado yeah you live Colorado adjacent. I ch- I do live closer to Colorado than you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. That is that is not close. I you know what? We drove through both Utah and Colorado. It's it, you can same do day. It. Same, same day. Same day. Easy same day. peasy. You don't look impressed. All right. You know what? You, you don't guys look impressed. get that Mondays special tier Colorado adventure. Oh my god. I'll go. Yeah, we just have to make once, sure we won't die from the. COVID. Yeah, once once things calm down a little bit, yeah. I'll go. Yeah. Oh my! Uh, I'll spend a weekend ghost hunting in Colorado. They got good crap beer in Colorado. They have a lot the, of good I, crap beer. I will That's say true. the uh, the Longmont, Colorado website, like the yeah. city's website, is like things to do, places to stay, breweries. Be- yeah, there's like four headers on their website, and one of them is beer. One of them so is go. beer related. Yeah, we'll go. That's just for this show. I love it. Speaking of beer, hey, let me tell you about the ones that we've been drinking. Well, tell that I drink about your sexy, sexy farm girl. So your my fuckable you, you did drink a, most of, of this girl. beer. I did. Uh, Engineer Bob just let his sit, and I was like, "Well, I like this." So yeah, I was, it. I was enjoying it, and then she was like, "Can I have it?" I was like, "Please take it." Sneezies. <laughs> so anyway, I have the farm girl. It is a saison esque. It's a golden ale brewed with orange peel. Ooh, mm-hmm. it's very good. Uh, it is spicy. It's got a really good like citrus flavor. It's got a really good like spice level. I have no idea what the ABV is because they don't say yeah, on, they the can. Put it on the can for some reason, which is a little That's peculiar. Interesting. You, f- I feel like you have to. Uh, there yeah. are no laws, believe it or not. But anyway, no. So you're not in charge of me. Like I said, farm girl. Uh, it's got a very nice Rosie the Riveter esque modern yeah. day farm girl on it. And there's and a what, cow? Was it Titbridge? What was the name of the brewery? <laughs> Liftbridge Titbridge Brewing Tit-bridge. Company in Stillwater, Minnesota. Um, it's got a moo cow on the can. It's got a silo. It's got a farmhouse. It's got some chickens. On the can, it does say when the chores are done, it's time for fun. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Uh, but yes, I really enjoyed this beer. I'm glad that I have, you know, two more in my in my refrigerator. 
Well, is it a little spicy? Is it, can you taste the orange? You can taste the orange. You can taste the spice. It is quite good. Yeah, the, this coming from like I, I I don't mind a beer like this. This is good. This is definitely a good version of it. Yeah, I approve. I'm happy that it exists. Hell yeah! Oh, all right. Well, hey, here's the part of the show where your old pal Bob gets to pick a winner. Hey, guess what I love? What? Deathbed what? sex photos. Take a picture of your wife, jerk off to it when she's dead. You know what else I love? Morse Coffin. What a name. That's a cool name. You know, now everybody gets that name. You know what else I love? Soldier wall insulation. Tired of your house being cold in the winter? The Put a dead soldier in there. You know what else I love? Cool bedrooms. Those are great. But if there's one Not thing the I love more ones. than anything, it's cocaine baby doctors. Melissa wins. <laughs> cocaine baby doctors. I they're the if you're gonna give your if you're gonna have a baby doctor, it should be a cocaine baby doctor. Cocaine, Absolutely. For sure. Cocaine for sure. baby doctor. Baby doctor. Cocaine yes, a cocaine baby doctor. Yes. Well, well, thank you, friends, for tuning in. Thank this you, week. thank you, cocaine babies, for hanging around this yes, week. Yes. Uh please come back next week. Yeah, there'll be more booze. And there'll be more brews. <laughs> Until then. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh, chiming. Woo.